Let's go. I'm a bulldog. Good evening, Dog Nation. Hey, guys, it's Jeff Sintel here, your uh, intrepid, hustling recruiting reporter, uh, trying to be anyway. Uh, on another Wednesday night, we're going to go live. Hello, Dog Nation Facebook. How are you tonight? Hello, Dog Nation YouTube. How are you tonight? Um, I guess, you know, we've got a couple of things to get into here, but first and foremost, we got to talk about the NCA just ratified kind of a, uh, supersized or a combo meal preseason. If you go to dognation.com, Mike Griffith has that story for all you guys about, you know, when's it going to start? What's it going to look like? How long are the boys everywhere going to get a chance to get ready? Is the ACC going to have a quicker start than the SCC who's starting first? A to Z, um, Mike G has everybody covered on that. So again, that's another kind of that's another kind of bugle call that um, college football is starting to go down that track, starting to come down that track. And if you're happy to hear news like that, like I am, um, feel free to uh, share your thoughts right now on the feed. Uh, hope everybody's doing great tonight on this Wednesday evening. Uh, welcome in for another edition of Before the Hedges, uh, brought to you by Kroger, of course. Uh, give a going to give a quick early shout out here to Kroger. If you guys saw that, I mean, I'm going to call it. It was a it was a it was a five star, well done promotion with Kroger. They got your fifty dollar gift card. They got your uh, gas grill, and it was all for sharing your favorite Georgia memory with your your dad, your your granddad, or your kids, all in honor of Father's Day coming up. Now, I know that the submission window closed yesterday, I believe, and now you have the rest of the next few days to vote on who you felt had, uh, you know, which one of those Georgia memories to you kind of tugged on the heartstrings the most. Um, with uh, all the submissions, I want to thank Kroger for uh, bringing this to all of our uh, Dog Nation community. I want to thank each and every one of you that participated and shared some of that um, that good stuff from days going by, either with your granddad, your dad, and Georgia football, and, your, and of course, your children. So uh, that's a very, very cool thing uh, to be a part of and to promote here on Dog Nation as well. Um, I guess, first off, one of the things, and, and I, I know you guys saw that the teaser kicker of this, and we're going to jump into that tweet. We're going to talk all about that tweet. Uh, but before we do that, I want to do something because, um, and, and really guys, this is just a gesture uh, to a lot of folks I've met over the last maybe week. And as we're kind of getting back into the world, it reminds me that um, this big, big, kind of crazy, kind of hard to fathom world at times can get really small when it comes to Georgia football and dog nation. And this, you know, community we've built up over like five years of Wednesday nights and and every time I appear on a branded show as well. But bumped into a lot of folks this week and they, you know, I guess the main thing, guys, is if you ever see me out, if I ever see you guys out, you know, say hi. Don't be a stranger, man. And uh, I think this world could use a lot more of that. But over the last maybe six, seven days, I was out and about a lot. I had some big celebrations in my family to shop for and prepare for. And um, I got the chance to hang out with some friends. And while doing so, kind of around Metro Atlanta and Woodstock, I ran into some folks. And I wanted to uh, I wanted to throw out some first ever shout outs uh, to everybody I bumped into. Um, so I hope I've got all the names right. But Antoine, Kevin, Craig, 
Carl, Kendra, Myra, Myron, excuse me, Myron, Veronica, and Paul. Those were the names I jotted down in my phone this week of everybody that, uh, man, they just reached out and they said, hey, appreciate what you do. Well, heck, man, I appreciate what all you guys do, watching this every week, showing up for all of our shows. And, uh, hey, you guys are here every week watching us on Wednesdays, listening to us on Fridays, listening to the Dog Nation Before the Hedges podcast. It's now on the Apple Platform Store and SoundCloud and Spotify. The least I can do is throw out some shout outs as well. So to each of all, each and all you good people that had a kind word to say and we uh, took some time to talk about Georgia football, uh, I just want to say thanks. And I, the least I can do is give you guys a, a shout out and a gesture of appreciation for being a part of our program as many times as you guys do. It certainly uh, humbles a fellow like me, especially one that grew up in a small town in North Georgia. Um, so, all right, all right, there you go. Let's talk about Chaz Chambliss, one of those apex predators uh, in the Georgia recruiting class. Man, I can't wait to really, when I, I'm going to call it, sometimes I call it a, with my guys, one of those stories where I, I get to finally a chance to crack the knuckles on. And I'm working on a crack the knuckles story with Chaz Chambliss that I'm sure you guys are going to like. I hope you guys are going to like. Um, but let's look at that tweet, which uh, uh, I think one of those Harry Carey edits, which was generated by the Georgia digital team. Um, well, the reason I call it a Harry Carey edit is because it's a holy cow edit. Can you believe it? But um, look at what Georgia cooked up there for uh, for Chaz Chambliss. And we've got a couple of examples here. Number one, you saw the tweet from Chaz, but then we, one of our – one of our good folks, one of our gurus, our, our digital editors on the Dog Nation forum, they kind of flipped it around for her. It didn't look like that heads-up display for your favorite Call of Duty or Fortnite video game or Modern Warfare. They flipped it around where uh, you guys could take a good look at it and blew it up. And, you know, look at that. You see targets. You see the top right corner in that heads-up display. You got Tony Grimes, you Marius Mims, you got Brock Bowers, you got Corey Foreman. Those guys are all mapped out uh, and kind of a priority thing. And, and they're geo, geo-tracked as well, geo-synced with where they're located. You see the commitments on the side. You see class of 2021. And then you see status 9 out of 20. Well, we'll get to that. But then further on, you look in that bottom right corner and you see um, some more pictures. And let's kind of go left to right if anybody needs some help identifying them. That's Smile Munden kind of in the the northwest corner of that bottom right box. Then you got James Williams, the five-star safety. And then on the bottom row, it goes Dallas Turner, Isaiah Johnson, and Xavier Sori Jr. as well. And, you know, right there, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Those are nine uh, names that are crafted together in that edit. That We're going to have the top targets later, but that's kind of like doing the homework for everybody right there. Those right there in – living and breathing pixels in red and black on the heads-up display for one Chas Chambliss are your targets, your major targets for the uh, uh, class of 2021, and you see them all right there. Um, and that's a pretty good thing. And, you know, I, you guys can check out that edit. I want to know what goes through your minds when you see that edit on Facebook. I want to know what goes through your minds when you guys see that edit on uh, Dog Nation YouTube, but I got it. I wanted to also show you this, and this was from five-star offensive tackle, the Marius Mims. 
one of those guys that are listed, one of those names that are right there in living color. Look what Amarius Mims had to say about that edit as well. You see Mims right there giving his thoughts on how what he what he thought of that edit. He th- what he thought of that edit. And you know, he had to be impressed. Right there, guys. All you want to know if you want to know the guys that are kind of rubber stamped. This was an edit generated by Georgia. Uh, rubber stamped so you guys could uh uh, see exactly who the uh, top targets are. You know, that's hard right there. And Johnny Webster, Mike Griffith, thanks to everybody for uh, joining us. Mike, I've already told everybody to hit that dognation.com page and find it in your app, find it on your phone, find it anywhere on your laptop or desktop. Hit that F5, and Mike's got a story that's booming right now about the, uh, I guess we're going to call it the extended preseason, the, the walk-up preseason where, uh, the NCAA has approved a plan for everybody to gear up and reacclimate and get the wheels up back on the 2020 college football season. So you take a look right there. You've, you've got a top targets list, kind of, you know, a prelude to the top targets list right there. You see Chaz Chambliss right there. You see the reaction from Marius Mims. And right there, right away, uh, you guys know what's up. Who are the guys to really, really watch for the 2021 recruiting board for the University of Georgia? Uh, Johnny Webster, man, what's up? Jacob O'Neill, how's everybody? Um, and I think that's a good place for us to start to kind of just jump into um, earlier today, 24-7 sports, restacked and re-rated. Most of this was on the offensive side of the ball, but they kind of realigned what their ratings look like. And I think this is as good a time, in any, a time as any of our programs to reintroduce the commitment board for the 2021 class. You'll see Chaz Chambliss. And his name on there, but you will also see, um, starting with Brock Vandegrift. If you look at a lot of these, uh, the names for the Georgia 2021 commits, you see a lot of these are moving up. Lavasia Carroll moved up a little bit. Micah Morris moved up a little bit. Brock Vandegrift moved down one. Uh, Lavasia Carroll, while memory strikes me, um, want to congratulate him because he did commit to the Under Armour All American game earlier today. Uh, he got a bump a little bit. He went up, I think, to the nation's number six or seven, uh, maybe number six running back prospect for 2021 for uh, 24-7 sports. You see everybody and how they're moving up and down right there. Um, that was because of the composite and all their ratings right there. But Dylan Fairchild got a bump. Elijah Judy got a bump. Jonathan Jefferson got a bump. Chas Chambliss stayed. I think he got a slight bump, but – Really, the only target that kind of stayed where he was or maybe dropped a little bit was Marlon Dean way down there. But you look at that list, you see all those names that are coming together. And then let's go back to that edit, 9 out of 20. Uh, there's a lot of theories running around about 20, and that means that Georgia only has 20 spots available for the 2021 class. And for me, I've always theorized my number, the models I've been working out off, was I thought they would have 23 spots, 22 or 23 spots um, for the uh, 2021 cycle. And you sit there and you start doing some math and you go, okay, hold on a second, 2021, uh, nine out of 20. Well, you see a lot of guys, Georgia has five guys that are either redshirt seniors, fifth year seniors, or graduate transfers. You see 10 true seniors. You see, I believe another nine, uh, true juniors or redshirt juniors. And then you see four redshirt sophomores. And I think where George is going right there, um, I think they're going to get more than 20 guys. 
And maybe if you start doing the math, if they take 20 high school prospects and then they add one for Trey McKitty, that's the graduate transfer who will have to count towards 2021. One for the blue shirt 2020 signee, Jared Zirkel. We've already reported that the indication there is that Zirkel will count towards the 2021 class. And then you got, okay, one more to get to 23. Is that JT Daniels or is that that extra one for the transfer portal that Kirby Smart always seems now to want to save for every recruiting cycle? Uh, I don't see Georgia just signing 2020 prospects in the 2020 class at this time. But again, you see the names on that list. You see Corey Foreman, you see Marius Mims, you see Tony Grimes, you see Brock Bowers. And then in the bottom right of that heads up display, you see Shmile Munden, you see James Williams. A lot of talk right now about James Williams. A lot of people wondering, is he going to come? Is he going to hit that commitment train as well during the month of June? Um, we're going to watch and wait on that one. But uh, then you also see Isaiah Johnson. You see um, Dallas Turner, Isaiah Johnson as well on that, on that list right there where you see a lot of guys. Steve Weimer, stay safe. And stay healthy as well. And then the final guy, Xavier Sori, on that list as well. But um, you see there, you see a little bit. Got a little bit of interest today, where you know somebody dropped an edit that was a little bit more, a little bit more Da Vinci Code or Dog Nation Code uh, than maybe we usually see from the Georgia digital staff and the recruits these days. But I think that's kind of all part of uh, what it's like to be recruiting now in the age of the coronavirus. There you go. We've already went through a prelude to the top targets. We've looked at the commitment board. And now let's take a look right now this week at our top targets for the 2021 class. Every week we break it. We kind of scatter, smother, and cover them. We, we flip them. We toss them around. We get them in the salad spinner. And we process and we look at, again, um, what we feel like the top targets look like for the 2020 class. Um, take a look at them right there. We're going to start with a familiar name, Mason Smith. That's the young, the five-star out of Huma, Louisiana. Still at number 12 this week. Folks, if I would have went to number 13 on this week's list, I believe I would have put Isaiah Johnson there. That's the talented cornerback out of uh, West Virginia. But I stuck at 12 this week. You see Tyrion Ingram Dawkins, another name that was not on those top targets list. I think Georgia's going to have to fight with Tennessee and North Carolina and South Carolina for Dawkins. But then you see Xavier Sori. I'm going to have some news a little bit about him later on in the program, but he recently dropped his top five. It's an all-SEC top five of Alabama, Auburn, Florida, Georgia, and LSU. Uh, Number nine is Brock Bowers. Uh, Number eight is Terrence Ferguson taking a dip this week. Number seven is Donovan Edwards. He's taking a little bit of a dip this week, but I think you guys will forgive me for dropping those guys a couple of slots because I'm moving a big, big name onto the first slide for the first time, that's the former Clemson uh, decommit, uh, Corey Foreman. Corey Foreman is now number six on this week's top targets. Hugh Nash, Bobby Jones, Ryan Richardson. How are you guys? How are you doing today? Hope you're doing well. Um, next up, we got number six. We've got um, Corey Foreman at number five. Uh, it's a name I think you guys are used to seeing seeing by this time. Uh, yeah, Joel Moody, you saw that, uh, you saw that dunk, didn't you? Um, but, um, keep going on down the list. We've got, uh, Corey Foreman at number six. Uh, who do you guys think is going to be number five? That's Dallas Turner. 
Another Alabama uh, Georgia battle there. Number four, Smile Munden Jr. Remember, everybody's thinking June. He dropped that uh, tweet uh, last month that said he was thinking about making his commitment in June. Still feel that as Georgia and Auburn, they are kind of vying for his services. Number three is Amarius Mims. That's another name that was on that Chas Chambliss edit. Uh, number two is James Williams, another name that was on that Chas Chambliss edit. Tony Grimes, another name that was on that uh, Chas Chambliss edit. So if you look at that top five right there, Foreman's in there, Munden's in there, uh, Turner's in there, Mims is in there, Williams is in there, and Grimes is in there. Funny uh, how uh, the Dog Nation top targets list has kind of looked like that a little bit uh, for the last few weeks or so. Um, your top targets, guys, that is uh, – you saw Prelude with that Chaz edit. And, uh, folks, it's glad to be able to talk about Georgia football with good folks and good people on a Wednesday night that know exactly uh, what we're talking about. And, and the name Chaz, the term Chaz, means something totally different uh, to uh, Dog Nation, uh, especially on Wednesday nights here on Facebook and also here on uh, Dog Nation's uh, YouTube channel. So, um you guys just joining us. Big news kind of happened earlier today. Uh, Mike Griffith's reporting it. He's all over it right now for Dog Nation uh, about how the NCAA has opened up, uh, proved some legislation for some uh, kind of get back to business, get back to football. We, we're going to call this uh, kind of an extended preseason for college football. Uh, Mike Griffith has all those details for you guys right there on uh, dognation.com. And as we said earlier in the show, uh, we're so thankful. Uh, Kroger's right here over my shoulder, and it seems like Kroger has probably been over my shoulder for quite some time on Wednesday Night Live and before the hedges here for Dog Nation. Uh, we're proud partners with Kroger. I hope everybody got to participate, and they get to vote now in the Father's Day giveaway for a great gas grill and a $50 gift card. And that's just a lot of things Kroger's doing right now. Did everybody get those coupons in the mail in Metro Atlanta? I saw one that hit my mailbox recently that offered, I think, $13 off a $130 or more purchase. They were also uh, a couple more giveaways in there as well. Uh, hit your mailbox and then hit your local Kroger for all those savings and all those opportunities. Uh, but with that, right now, right in the halftime of Before the Hedges, let's hear a special message from Kroger. We'll get back to the show in just a moment, but first, a quick word from Kroger. Kroger has made shopping for the groceries and household essential items that you need even easier by offering free pickup. Just shop online, choose a pickup time convenient for you, and Kroger will carefully pick out your order and bring it to your vehicle when you arrive. So the next time you're ready to shop at Kroger, take advantage of the free pickup. It's just another way that Kroger is fresh for everyone. All right, listen to that. Did you guys get the chance to experience the silky smooth tones of Brandon Adams again on a Wednesday night? That, uh, that spokesman thing for Brandon is uh, he's doing okay with that, I would say, just a little bit. Uh, guys, uh, no, we haven't given you a couple of these in a while. And, I, hey, I, I, we wanted to make sure that we got back on the beat, uh, got back doing what we do. We, we kind of like to call this the honorary, speaking of Brandon, Kind of, kind of like to call it the online chatter. We're going to call it the tweets of the week. I got a few that caught my eye. I want to make sure it catches your eyes as well. For you guys that are joining us on the podcast, I'm sorry you guys won't be able to experience the visual. 
I'll do my best to try and uh, replicate that for everybody that's listening and just listening at home. But first of all, I want to take you to uh, a couple of things from a, a player that is not on that list right now. Uh, the first of those would be uh, Terrian Arnold. I think he's one of the most underrated defensive backs that Georgia's trying to recruit. There's some um, interest there with uh, uh, Terrian Arnold and Xavier Sori. Those two guys would like to play together out of Florida. Uh, we've got two tweets from uh, Mr. Arnold this week, but I want to start with one. I think our first one shows off his ups, shows off his bunnies. Uh, let's take a look at Terry and Arnold right there. Um, one of them, one of them is showing uh, this. Uh, this I think we've got two. One of them is the no fly zone. That was an edit created um, by I think uh, David Daniel tweeted it out. An edit of Terry and Arnold and David Daniel. Those two guys uh, are both Florida natives, uh, and I think that edit was actually produced by Blaine Gilmer of uh, the, the Sports Illustrated uh, Maven uh, site. But David Daniel tweeted it out. Terry and Arnold said he liked that. Look at the next one, guys. The next edit shows off his athletic ability. Terry and Arnold has been offered by several schools, including three SEC schools in both basketball and football. Georgia hasn't offered him in basketball yet. But I want you to take a look at this picture right here, and you can really see the, the extension, the ball skills, the ability to go high point the ball. Look at the ups right there. Look at him getting up right there for a ball. Uh, pretty cool, pretty sweet photo. Uh, he's actually got the kicker that gravity doesn't really apply to him. Look at him going up and getting that ball. Terry and Arnold, guys, uh, we've talked about him a little bit on the Dog Nation forum, but Terry and Arnold, to me, has some of the best DB film in, in the country. I think he's one of the top five defensive backs, top – especially a hybrid defensive back corner safety plays offense returns kicks for his high school. And I believe he's in Tallahassee as well, but uh, Terry and Arnold, another name kind of reminds me, I want to make sure I mentioned from time to time is Nathaniel Wiggins, who was at Grady high school last year in Atlanta. And he's now at uh, Westlake high school. Uh, Georgia has offered, he recently named the top five and did not include, uh, did not include, uh, did not include Georgia in it, but that's a name that I feel uh, Georgia's DB class, it wouldn't be hurting if he could find a way to add either Arnold or um, Nathaniel Wiggins out of it, out of the Atlanta metro area to that. Um, going through our, our tweets of the week, I wanted to take another look at this one right here. This guy's also on that Chaz Chambliss edit. Um, but uh, with that Chaz Chambliss edit, you saw the name Tony Grimes. Check out this recent workout here for Tony Grimes. Uh, Tony's, you know, picking him up, putting him down, doing some DB work as he's getting back on the field. Uh, Dog Nation was able to report earlier this week. I hope you guys saw the story. There would have been some indecision about whether uh, whether Tony Grimes was going to be a 2021 recruit or he's going to be a 2020 reclassify. Uh, with all of that, Tony Grimes got some good words last week from the Virginia High School League. They're moving forward kind of like college football where they will have high school football. There's the growing confidence that the Virginia high school league for Tony Grimes in Virginia beach, Virginia for princess and uh, that school there in Virginia beach, that they will have football this fall. And right now that the, the Grimes family, his father, Dion Glover told me, and it's no relation to Dion Glover. I know a lot of people ask me that question, the former Georgia tech star hoops player, but right now they feel good about Tony remaining in high school, not taking that extra online class in about four or five weeks, not graduating early, not reporting in 2020. 
And with that, uh, I think it was good news for Georgia. And Georgia was going to be uh, a major contender for Grimes uh, in either scenario. Might have been a more even more tightening of the scholarship belt a little bit to try and find a to have tried and found a scholarship for him for the fall of 2020. Uh, but now, as the way things are trending right now, Tony Grimes will be a 2021 prospect. He will remain a 2021 prospect. And that certainly uh, also greatly benefits George's chances of signing Tony Grimes uh, in the long run, as Grimes has kind of been a mainstay on our top targets list uh, for quite some time. Uh, the next tweet I wanted to show you uh, – I wanted you to get a good look at Corey Foreman. Corey Foreman moved all the way up to number six on our top targets, top targets list this week. I think it was about two weeks ago, maybe 10 days ago now, when Corey Foreman started working out. We've got two clips here. I think the first one uh, is kind of showing off Corey Foreman with that kind of long arm, that long bar technique. Let's see if I can get that right up there in the camera frame. But uh, we just basically uh, forklifted a dude. Uh, with with one hand and kind of pushed him back and collapsed the pocket into the pylon. But Corey Foreman, nation's number two overall prospect. He will be an early enrollee. To me, uh, I think this decision comes down to LSU, USC. That would be Southern Cal and Georgia. Uh, be very interesting to see what happens if Corey Foreman takes not one but two more trips uh, to the University of Georgia. And then the second one, I, I think, is the longer clip. I don't know which one you saw first, but Man, you see, you see Tony Grimes. I mean, excuse me. You see Corey Foreman looking like Tory Grimes with the feet, with that kind of ladder drill and that rope drill coming around. That sort of an improvised five ten five shuttle drill, agility drill at the same time. Watch the way that young man moves right there at about six foot five and about two hundred eighty five, two hundred ninety pounds. Uh, would certainly be a terrific addition. The five star defensive end could play outside linebacker for Georgia as well. He's that athletic, but. Um, if Georgia could add him into this class, you guys see what he could bring to a championship-level defense uh, in the SEC. Uh, he had two, two, two tweets, two online little uh, pockets of information on Terry and Arnold. Two of them on Corey Foreman. You saw one on you saw one on Tony Grimes. And now let me give you let you guys take a look at uh, the last one that we mentioned him early in our program. He's also on the Chaz edit. And that is Xavier Sori Jr., uh, who uh, decided he is transferring to IMG Academy. Of course, there's a Lavoisier Carroll is there, the Georgia commitment as well. But Xavier uh, Sori transferring to IMG Academy for his senior season as well. That was some big news as as well. Um, lots of stuff going on right there. Um, questions kind of had a brisk pace to our show so far today because I wanted to uh, get to your questions. You guys have a question. Let me know what you see that you'd like to know a little bit more about here. And uh, I'll be looking on the Dog Nation Facebook page. I'll be looking on the Dog Nation YouTube page. Uh, let me let me see what you got. And uh, hey, I'll do my best to answer them if I can. Craig Wasik, man, you did – excuse me, sir, you did miss top targets. I would encourage you to go back because you had kind of a visual for a graphic edit for top targets. We had uh, top targets, maybe the prelude, and then we had the real top targets. Maybe this could kind of seem like a uh, your favorite movie installments. But uh, Steve Weimar wants to know, uh, is Georgia over the 85 scholarship number? Well, right now – 
because there was no spring practice and there was no, uh, I guess, processing or attrition to the Georgia roster over the summer as of yet. I think the, the latest count uh, that a lot of guys on the Georgia beat keep up with this count, keep up with this count, count. I've kept up with it from for several years now when guys come in and come out. But um, numbers eighty nine. So that means Georgia needs to go down five scholarships by the time everybody arrives and is enrolled on campus. Excuse me, four scholarships to get down to the NCA mandated number of 85. Uh, you can count maybe Gerald Zirkel as a blue shirt where the number only needs to be three and not four because uh, he's counting towards the uh, 2021 cycle. Maybe the same thing can be can be said for Trey McKitty to make that 89 feel a lot more like 2087 with Georgia trying to get down under that 85. Uh, of course, that number, that kind of math there was um, enhanced by bringing in a, a five-star, former five-star talent like JT Daniels as well. Uh, happy birthday, Matt Tally. Matt, uh, been a lot of great Matts through Georgia football history, and we got our own Matt Tally. I, hope, I wonder if that's any relation to Greg Tally, uh, but uh, shout-out to you, Matt. I gave a lot of shout-outs earlier in the program as well uh killian worthy how are you man open you're good tonight jacob i took care of that for uh mr tally uh al mcconnell i think uh dallas turner probably i, I keep i keep saying this and it hasn't changed so i keep saying the same things but right now it's a trophy case lead for alabama he just feels the track record and the way they're developing by the way, look what Alabama's done, picking up the number one offensive tackle in the country uh, earlier this week with a commitment. Uh, they got another wide receiver commitment as well this week. Um, but you see there with um, Alabama, they're kind of coming on strong a little bit. But right now, I think the reason why Dallas Turner has Georgia uh, behind Alabama is simply because Alabama can preach tradition, can preach NFL pipeline, pedigree, championships. I think the way Georgia gets back in that game and maybe could even eventually pass Alabama for Dallas Turner would be uh, just more visits, getting back on campus, getting his family on campus and getting him a chance to see uh, the University of Georgia once again. Uh, Joel Moody wants to know, are these defensive tackle recruits as good as last year's number one that went to Clemson? Uh, Brian Brzee, uh, Joe, I'll be honest with you, nobody's as good as Brian Brzee uh, in this list at defense and tackle. Mason Smith is close. Uh, Mason Smith is definitely in the same league uh, with Brian Brzee. But, um, and then you got to bring in Corey Foreman as a defensive line guy, maybe not as a defensive tackle guy. Steve Weimar. I hope that answered your question. Happy early Father's Day to everybody out there as well. Um, Joel Moody got some dreams of uh, James Williams in, in his head. And uh, Hugh Nash, uh, it's kind of well put there. Manchild would be an appropriate, uh, an appropriate um, way to describe him right there. Making sure we got some Marcus Rosamy talk. We got some Lewis Scene talk. We got some J.R. Reed appreciation going down in Facebook. Let me see what everybody is saying on uh, YouTube. Uh, Wally Smith. 
Uh, Galen Jenkins wants to know if I vote on the Father's Day page. Yeah, I'll make sure to throw a vote in there as well. Um, UGA boy, thank you, sir. Uh, Jermaine Dunbar, hope you got uh, my update earlier uh, about Tony Grimes. He is fairly certain he's going to stay a 2021 recruit. He's not going to reclassify to a 20. 20 recruit that would have made things a lot harder SCC dog how are you uh toying tie on Glover hope hope I didn't spill over that name throw a flag on me man if you can Colby Curry uh thanks to everybody for joining in on the feed you guys got a question Joey's got a good question who does Georgia prefer Gunner or MJ uh Joey I think that's probably going to come down to a situation of the first man that wants to commit Georgia will take that one. I think that will look quite a lot like um, uh, the Brock Vandegrift, Caleb Williams decision that was made in January. Um, I would also say, Joey, I will add that um, MJ Morris has certainly gotten the attention of uh, Todd Munkin, to say the least. Georgia has certainly recruited him a lot harder uh, since Todd Munkin came on board. As well, we wrote about uh, we wrote about MJ a lot last week. Super classy young man, very level-headed, great shoulders. When you great head on his shoulders, when you think about that young man, um, you got to remember last year the way he played. He played at seventy percent because he played with a hip impingement. Still got some super brilliant film, I think. Uh, also, you have uh, when you look at what he did. Um, when you look at what MJ MJ Morris does, when you think about a, he doesn't want to portal out. He doesn't want to transfer B. He's also a baseball player. C. He will not enroll early. And you just see the way he's been able to play so far. Really last year was his first full year of uh, quarterback there for Carrollton high school. And they played some very good teams and he did. So all that at 70%, he's got, um, you know, a dual threat game. Certainly Um, you see a lot of, I mean, you sit there and think of MJ Morris's game. I think there's a little bit of uh, Teddy Bridgewater in that game. There's a little bit of Justin Fields. There's a little bit of, um, I think, uh, even Deshaun Watson in his game line. You start adding some of those guys together, you see a pretty good package there, uh, especially for how he, the way that he, he basically does his best to buy some time, extend the play. And not doesn't feel like he has to run around and, and run for 12 touchdowns a year and a thousand yards, so everybody knows he's fast. And again, he did that with a hip impingement. That's some of the best um, some of the best compliments I can give him was when he was playing 70, 75 percent of his peak ability. And then you add into the fact uh, MJ Morris on top of on top of all that, he is a true uh, 2020 recruit, 2022 recruit. He wasn't a holdback. He wasn't a redshirt eighth grader. Sometimes or a redshirt kindergartner. Sometimes all that happens. Um, MJ Morris is should be a rising high school junior. So there's a lot of stuff to like there about um, MJ Morris. I think if Georgia ends up with uh, either MJ Morris or the great Gunner Stockton out of Raven County, uh, you good people should certainly finish. Uh, when you get through reading that story, if one of those two young men would would, would commit to Georgia. You read that anywhere, even on the pages of dognation.com. That's one of those things you go kiss your husband about, you go kiss your wife about, you go give the dog an extra bone, you run up and down your driveway, pump the fist a little bit, because that would be a great day 
for the future of the University of Georgia football program. All right, guys, uh, busy show. I was kind of um, on the hop trying to get through a bunch of things. Uh, wanted to take one moment uh, to do two things. Uh, and I know, uh, folks, Father's Day is coming up this year, this week. I uh, hope you guys take care of your fathers. Hope you guys uh, have yourself a good weekend. Maybe you guys get some golf. Maybe you guys get golf balls, maybe some Tideless, maybe instead of a tie. Uh, definitely uh, Father's Day shoppers out there. Think Tideless. Don't think tie. Uh, if, you're, uh, if your husband's not a golfer, maybe get something for his tackle box. Get him um, perhaps a cool new hat, one of those dry fit hats we all like. But um, one of the things I want to do, uh, I know uh, – you know, one of the things I started out the show with was shout outs to a lot of people. I want to make sure uh, I show appreciation to you guys that show up and watch me every week. And I'll I'll recycle those names one more time because I enjoyed meeting all of you over the last week. That's Antoine, Kevin, Craig, Carl, Kendra, Myron, Veronica and Paul. I got a, a chance to talk some Georgia football, Georgia recruiting. Um, everybody wants to know about are they going to play or not, Jeff? I gave all you guys my best thoughts on that. Mike Griffith had a story earlier today, uh, maybe 30 minutes ago, that detailed maybe the answers to some of those questions about getting on the right track again uh, to college football again in the South for 2020, and as well as across the country with the NCAA coming out with an approval on a new timeline for the preseason. Um, also want to say, uh, I don't know if he's watching, because I'm um, going to get there to him soon tonight, but uh I want to send a special, two special shout-outs um, uh, on the family side of things. One is to my son, Kyle, who turns 12 today. Uh, Kyle is 12, and, uh, man, it was awesome when he came uh, 12 years ago today. Uh, my wife and I were at a hospital in Birmingham, Alabama. Georgia was playing Stanford for the, in the College World Series. Everybody remember when Rich Poitras uh, was uh, slugging home runs for the Bulldogs back then? Uh, I was watching that game while my son was coming into this world uh, 12 years ago today. Man, how time flies. He's almost 5'9", 5'8", five, 5'9", five, 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 right now with some of the biggest and stinkiest feet uh, you can imagine on an 11, 12-year-old boy. Uh, just wanted to uh, thank him for giving me the chance to be his dad. Uh, I think it's one of the best jobs in the world. And I don't know if you guys, your father's ever got the chance to experience the delivery, but was going through my mind tonight about that is that, you know, sometimes boys are a little lazy. They're a little sleepy when they, when they're born and they're delivered in the room. And, um, I think for like the first 20 seconds, it felt like two minutes to me, but for the first 20 seconds, uh, Kyle was alive. Uh, the nurses, they called the code, uh, the nurses were rubbing his shoulders, kind of pinching him a little bit for him to wake up and basically say, Hey buddy, it's time to breathe, man. Your turn to breathe. Um, and then he finally started breathing and he's been uh, a blessing to my wife and I, Aaron, ever since. Um, one other, uh, small little thing is, uh, you know, I, I just want to say thanks to my mom and dad. Uh, my mom and dad this weekend are celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary. And, uh, man, you know, I would, I wouldn't be where I am right now without their influence and what they've meant to my life. Um, I've been lucky enough to be around some great men in my life. My my grandfather actually went through 66 years with his marriage. Uh, my folks, my mom and dad on Father's Day, 
they're now at 50. Uh, I Google that term and I find out that only 7% of marriages reach 50 years uh, in the world. I don't know if that's in the world or in the country, but I just want to say a special uh, moment of appreciation to my mom and dad for everything that they've meant to me throughout my life. And uh, man, that's a heck of a deal getting to 50 years uh, in this world. When I, you know, we talked about that Father's Day promotion about grandpa and dad and your kids in your life. For some reason, that's on my mind right now as I kind of close this show because uh, my grandfather, uh, God rest his soul, uh, 66 years, he was married. My dad's now 50. And uh, I think when you have those influences in your life, you know, we all try to be great men and great people. But when you have a grandfather and a father that have kind of kind of set the path in front of you for that, it's kind of the only way I know how to be. And of course, we all fall short of that every day. But um, I feel very blessed and fortunate that I've had that example in my life to, to kind of set for my own son, Kyle. So I uh, wanted to say happy birthday to Kyle. Happy 12, my man. Uh, happy anniversary early to my mom and dad who celebrated this weekend. Uh, 50 years, that's an amazing feat. And uh, that, my folks, is another edition of uh, Before the Hedges. Um, want to thank everybody for joining us. Maybe I'll bump into some more folks uh, around town, around Metro Atlanta over the next week or so. If, if so, say hi, and I'll be more than happy, honored to, uh, you know, throw a shout out to everybody else out, else out there as well. Uh, I don't know, just got on my mind this week to be grateful, to be humble, to be thankful, and to be appreciative of all the many blessings uh, that we have in our lives, even with all this other stuff going around in America right now. And uh, anyway, guys, been another great Wednesday night. Thanks for making some time to listen to this old fella right here talk about recruiting, talk a little bit about shout-outs, top targets, commitment board, the Chaz targets. You guys know what that means if you saw the beginning of the show. Uh, thanks to everybody for joining us on this program week in and week out. I'm Jeff Sintel for all of my peers and colleagues on dognation.com. Thank you for your support for all these years so far. I think I looked on our, on our WordPress server and I saw that we had per- – produced over 26,000 stories um, in a little less than five years, uh, maybe a few months shy of five years. There have been 26,000 stories on dognation.com. And man, I'm so grateful that there's so many of you right now that are kind of thinking that, man, you must have read 20,000 of those or a lot of those on dognation.com. From uh, the bottom of my heart, you guys hope you have a great week, a great weekend. I hope you make sure to cherish and celebrate those important people and those important things in your life, too. And I thank everybody for joining us again on Before the Hedges. I'll see everybody soon on dognation.com. Take it easy, everybody. Let's go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle.